Now, the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So, I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is July 29th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, just chilling, you know? Just I thought I was going to have a sleepy Sunday of, of golf. Was Did you? Amped we kind of am- got a sleepy Sunday. I was amped up to watch Rory and, and Brooks. and But there's just all kinds of other... Just, shenanigans going on you know all kinds of stuff it's kind of larded up they larded up the broadcast a little bit right it's just too many too many things not not really focus on the golf and also i think there's a little i don't know i we talked about this last week last week there's a lack of kind of competitive element to these late season wgcs I, i don't think it exists in mexico i think they're still kind of People trying to get in shape, get in form for what's to come. I, I think you saw this last year at the Akron. These guys know they're going to make six figures probably or, or, you know, high five figure. Just a good fat paycheck for showing up. And they're doing it because it's free money and free world rankings points. But like come Sunday when there's just there's not a lot of motivation anymore you just hope you get kind of a shootout or or at least a couple guys near the lead in, in that last group or two groups and we didn't get that today and it was sleepy it was sleepy mm-hmm. last year at Akron it was, it was sleepy this year it, it well you know in both cases we had a set up for a Sunday duel and and somebody forgot to bring their wedges to the golf course <laughs> That's true. It was not a good showing for Rory McIlroy. Again, I mean, same, every, same was last year at, at Firestone. He was, I know. he was like hitting grandstands with wedge shots. <laughs> that was a week before he shanked one off the scoreboard at Bell Reef. Yeah. Shanked a wedge off the scoreboard. Uh, Brooksy came out of the gates just ready to go. <laughs> I love how there there's like a a parking lot Brooks watch now. You know, that waiting was, for him. This story. Now listen to me. Like listen, <laughs> listen. I no one loves to make you know a mountain out of a molehill more than me. I just love to do it, gin up content and controversy, and, and I love to kind of lean into the whole Brooks doesn't care or you know he's ambivalent about everything kind of narrative. But like this was just not a story. Like he showed up 15 minutes before his tea time. Like he's, it's not like he was running from the parking lot to make the tea. And, and you know, Rory got there, whatever, 40, 55 minutes ahead of him. This just was not the way that people reacted to it. was like kind of nauseating. This wasn't that big a deal. Like, is it maybe a little tighter than most pros who are certainly on the lead? Yeah, sure. Maybe. But like, the, the reaction to it was ridiculous and just not commensurate with the actual 
you know, how close it was. I think it, it speaks to Brooks and how comfortable he is now with like the lead, like and being in the final group, like a lot of guys, they get to the final group and the, every their whole routines the day before, like the day of change. Yeah. And like Brooks, he just goes about it the same way. You know, here's it's like his quote. he expected to be there. His quote about is, I always take less time on Sunday. I'm already loose when I get to the golf course. I don't even need to hit balls. I've already stretched. I've already done everything. I don't know why everyone else was in a panic. I'm not. I mean, everybody else is stressing. I'm sure you didn't see one ounce of stress on my face. I'm usually out there maybe 55 minutes before a normal tea time, but on Sundays it's always like 45. So, I feel I just, like this this was a big big moment for Rory, and he kind of dropped the ball. Why do you Why do you feel like it was a big moment? I feel I like he like, was. You know, yeah, Kyle Porter has texted me this, and it was a salient point. It's like he was kind of damned if he did, damned if he didn't. Well, I just. Like if he wins, we're just giving him like hello, like I know ripping on him. Like you're this not, PGA Tour pro now who just wins the players and FedEx Cups, and you get ejected from Portrush, and a week later you're lighting it up at WGC. The uh, I I just think. But then when he then when he doesn't win, we're like, oh, Brooks owns you. So it was kind of in a shitty spot. He was, but like at the same time, he just he wasn't competitive, even, you know. Like it wasn't. You, you expected it, uh, there to be something, and and very quickly you realized there was nothing. You know when and, it got to like two shots, did you think? And I'm even talking like with ten, twelve holes to play. Did you think there was any chance he could beat Brooks Kepka? I just the way he looked. You know what? Bro- the way Brooks looked was more of the sign to me. Was like how Brooks just like kind of like he just like. M- it was what we saw at Pebble, similar to that, where he just like was like, "Okay, I'm gonna win this," and he just like kind of like surged, and right. then like he he's like, is he does what Tiger used to do, and it's just like he hits it so good that it's impossible. It it creates this feeling of inevitability, you know. Right, and I think right. like I obviously he didn't win the U.S. Open because Gary Woodland played unbelievable, but like this is like the a sim- like he just like he has this ability to just like surge right at the beginning, you know. Does this do anything to uh, I don't know uh, dilute your view of him winning a WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational at TPC Southwind? I kind of think I, you know, I as much as I hate it, I hate the win ratio getting messed up. <laughs> I, I'll be, I'll be, I'm very disappointed with the win ratio. You know, taking a hit, <laughs> his majors to non-major wins. I like to have the the majors be, you know, more double double that or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. But but that being said, like, it was a big win in the sense of like. He won the WGC, but he won that. I think like there is some pride that he probably has about winning. Like I hate that I'm saying this as dumb as it. The Wyndham Rewards Wyndham top Reward. ten. I know, I know, because it, 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 si- it signals that you were the best player. And to a certain extent, you know, I love banging on the FedEx Cup, but we had Brooks Rory one two in the FedEx Cup at the end of the season. As of now. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if 
Do you think anything's changing next week in the FedEx Cup? <laughs> oh, we're going to get to that. Um, <laughs> you know, this I think... big grand finale in Greensboro where everybody's going to be playing for this big bonus pool. <laughs> I think uh, I think that was part of the motivation. He's like, I don't want to have to like, you know, dabble with this next week. So if I just win it this week, it doesn't. It takes tomorrow, next week out of the equation, and I could just like collect my two million by taking it all down this week. I think that was honestly See, a motivation. Yeah, that I feel like that was part of it too. Like he actually he wanted to win, and he, so he won. Yeah. What you was know? the calculation? He won like almost five million, like four point seven five between that the Aon risk reward. So that was a million. It was ridiculous. Amanda Balionis was interviewing him, and like. The like preamble to her question because she had to rattle off, you know, you're number one in the FedEx Cup, number one in the world, you and the Aon Risk Reward Challenge, you won the Wyndham Rewards, you like you won the WGC FedEx. It took like her 30 seconds to get to the question because of all this shit. But I, what was it? It's Aon, it's one million. The purse was like 1.75, and then he won two million for the Wyndham final final regular season. You know what I'm excited for. Whenever the PGA Tour, instead of having, like, hole one, starts branding every hole of every tournament. Like, hole two every single week is the PNC Bank hole. You really think that's going to happen? Yeah, eventually, you know. They're going to run out of stupid little challenges to make, and they're going to just start selling, selling holes. It just... <laughs> I think Here, it's the, they, are, they aren't going to say, oh, over on hole 14, it'll be over on uh, Target's hole. <laughs> you feel like, uh, so Brooks allegedly, you know, Spartan Butters is to be believed, and, and we believe any good conspiracy theory, that he set his schedule based upon the weddings, like he plays events so he can get him out of going to a wedding. I wonder if next year he's going to set his schedule based on uh, if there's good Wyndham's. Near the uh, near the <laughs> courses, you can't you can't be just cash. He's got to cash that in that elite status. It's not like you know how some people chase miles. Like you won't take like a direct flight if it's not the one where you're like trying to earn miles. Maybe you'll do a connection through you know American Air or something like that. I did this for the U.S. Open and I got burned. My flight got canceled. Uh, I wonder if Brooksy just sets his schedule based on on when and where if there are good windows because he's got he's got that early check in, he's got like the extra breakfast foods available for him. Bigger Maybe that's why he's like, oh, Memorial, there's a great window in Columbus. Bigger room. Uh, Memorial, there's a you know there's a great window in the Columbus area. Maybe that's how he sets his schedules to make sure. He's taking full advantage of that elevated status. Maybe he, he really wanted it for wedding season next year. Maybe he's going to go to all the weddings and stay at oh. Wyndham's, you know, <laughs> instead of the instead of the hotel room block. He's going to Wyndham every time. You got to cash that in. It's hard to come by that stuff. He, he he would be wise to give it to his younger brother Chase, who's grinding. Do you think they have Wyndham's in the uh, around where they're playing the Challenge Tour events? I would doubt it. Slovakia, Slovakia have a Wyndham. Probably not. Hey, by the way, you were so you mentioned the bigger room, and I was thinking of him doing workouts, like doing you know box jumps in his bigger Wyndham room or something. Someone sent us a tweet. Someone tweeted at us that like on PGA Tour Live over Friday or Saturday, they caught him on a mic saying 
that Joey D fired Brooks at the PGA and that they think uh, this is this was on like a hot mic. So I can't I wasn't watching. I can't confirm or deny. But Brooks was telling the story, whoever he was playing with. I, I don't know who it was. Rose, somebody that Joey D fired Brooksy. And he thinks Dustin probably told him it was like a conflict. You need to get rid of him. DJ. That's kind of spicy. Kind of juicy. Wow. Completely unsubstantiated. But this was somebody tweeted at us that they heard it. Heard him telling the story on the hot mic. What a tough what a tough position for Joey D having to pick between his two, you know, his two guys. Who would you I don't know. (laughs) I'm not sure it's it's true. But yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. He's probably being loyal to a DJ was probably his first client. So, uh, Can we talk about somebody that took a dump in the cup this weekend? Yeah, who's, who's, who took the dump in the cup? Who gets that award for you? It, none, none other than Chicago's own, Matt Fitzpatrick. Oh, Northwestern. Yeah, I was, I was driving back from Sand Valley on uh, Friday night. And like as soon as I crossed the border into Illinois, you could just sense the, the excitement. Of Matt Fitt, Matty Fitz leading <laughs> WGC, everybody the the streets were you know as raucous crowds everywhere. Is and, everybody wearing purple, yeah. all fired up. I mean, I got back to my neighborhood and in Northwestern <laughs> flags are flying. You know, we there Fitzy's was pretty much a, pretty much a block party, and uh, so uh, he he's not a PGA Tour member. So we've seen this with uh, Wolf and Morikawa. Morikawa is now a member because he won. We have, we'll get to that later. But Fitzy, he can't play the FedEx Cup because he's not a member until he wins. Well, so he, need, he needed this W to get into the FedEx Cup. I mean, we're waiting for finally for somebody to deliver Chicago this long-awaited <laughs> FedEx Cup title, and and Fitzy. Needed he needed to win this week, and instead he stays with no no FedEx Cup rank and uh, a T four finish. Disappointing. He took a dump in the cup. He went sixty nine sixty nine on the weekend. Dropped a spot T four. Um, so that's your dump in the cup. But that's a little different than the the newly turned pros, right? That's a conscious choice. He could be a member and play more of a full schedule. If you wanted to, right? And a crew as FedEx. This isn't like he just needs to win. Well, he, in this instance, he needed to win to make the playoffs. Yeah, but he like, needed to he win could to have get his been, number. I think. Yeah, he could have been a member starting. Whenever. I don't think he could have. He's got to get the invitation. Yeah, I don't know how. Uh, Which but, they do. Like Beauregard got it earlier this year. Yeah, yeah. They gave they, him they, like the, but he just doesn't. I don't know. So, they you know, the, okay. Chicago's, you know, had a tough weekend. We had the Mark Wilson DQ and the Fitzy dump in the cup. You know, Mark Wilson, another opportunity for a guy to deliver Chicago their uh, their first FedEx Cup title. What's his connection to Chicago? He's from here. Mark Wilson? Yeah. Oh, him, and, him and Streels. And Fitzy. Don't forget Fitzy. <laughs> Born and raised, came up in the streets of Evanston. Uh, all right. What, what did you think? What's your grade for the WGC Memphis as a whole? We were giving out grades for the Open last week. 
Um, C. Have we been too hard on it? C. Yes. Why? Why is C? It's terrible. <laughs> why is it terrible? You get the best players in the world playing golf at like, you know, like if I was if you were going to make a list of like golf courses you'd play over TPC Southwind, there's probably like a thousand in in America. All right. So you got an uninspiring golf course. You, it's like it's just like a waste to get the world's best players together and play and just a boring golf course. So you would agree that Memphis Memphis seems like a market that should get a good primo yeah, spot. Yeah, also it shouldn't be in, it shouldn't be in July. I guess yeah. you know they're moving the schedule. Do you want to talk a little bit about the schedule? Yeah, I just want to. It's, it's coming. It's coming out. It's coming out today. But you know, somebody got their hands on a on an advanced copy. Oh, what did you? Manahan send it to you? Oh yeah, it was it was my buddy Slugger who sent it over <laughs> to me. He felt it, like it, he he was worried about my livelihood, so he sent it over. Um, can I just, in the interest of equal time, I heard from someone very high up at this tournament, someone from from Memphis, someone who's oh, you, you getting crooked or something? No, no, like they, somebody it, uh, from FedEx. No, as far I don't think so. He or she, I'm not going to reveal their name. They probably didn't want to be, you know. No. But because, hey man, I really enjoy you and Andy and the whole golf subculture that actually makes golf fun, but is painful to get dragged constantly for the last 13 months about the WGC in Memphis. <laughs> All right, this is just in the interest of equal time. I want to give the other side their 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 time. It feels like we never got a chance for reasons entirely out of our control. We used to be a staff that ran a small market event that no one paid any attention to. Then all of a sudden we became a WGC and everyone likes to point out how we're everything, everything wrong with golf and how TPC swamp ass is nothing but a corporate money grab. When in reality we're a staff of people from the area trying to put on a world-class event in a city that doesn't get recognized ever for being as fun and great as it is. At the end of it all, I just wish you guys and people would generally step back from the corporate belly aching and, and realize how great this is for the entire region and appreciate the fact that an event that has been around for 61 years finally has an incredible opportunity in the schedule. I think those are some fair points. Like, but uh, here, we do, uh, I agree. But we get here's caught up in thing. the corporate part of it. The, which is the, the event, part the is, event isn't the same. It's not the same event as sixty-one years. It's not an event. It's it's a different event. It's completely. This is a year one of this event. Just just forget. You flush all the rest of the history down. The PGA Tour is saying that you know the Bridgestone, all the people that won at Firestone are the past champions. That's bullshit. It's year one. There's no history of this event. Yeah. I mean, the history is more identified with like the Daniel Berger winning back to back. It's not the Firestone thing. Like, that's the history of this event, right? Yeah, I, I but this, that's not this event. That's the thing. This is a brand new event, essentially. Okay. I don't know. I, I, I agree. I feel like the, the corporate stuff is way too heavy handed. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you can't, like, yeah, you can't separate it from the identity of it. I, this is, like I said, Memphis is a market that probably supports golf really well. St. Jude, like, there's, you know, no better uh, beneficiary, I would say, of, of of a tournament's charity work and being in the title is great for that. Um, but yeah, just and, and we would moan about it if it was at 
Firestone. Like it, it's it's part of the identity of it. it I, and yeah. It, so I gave Firestone a lot of crap too. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's uh this I don't know. I I we this is means nothing towards the staff towards yeah. Memphis as a city. Yeah. It just yeah. it just it's a it's a very boring golf course. It's it's hosted at the complete wrong time to host an event in Memphis. And like yeah. frankly, the WGCs as we've talked about all uh, all last week just kind of stink now. Like they're <laughs> There's yeah. no differentiation because of the way the schedule is put together, the shortened schedule. Like the WGCs just don't have any pop anymore when there's like when the memorial is so special and Riviera is so special. Like we have all these other elevated events like, um, you know, Arnold Palmer API. That's an elevated event. Every, they tell us how big that one is. Like you can't Riviera. have there can't be like 17 big events like. Yeah. And also like. And this is not a critique of the players, but like, there's just a lot of money in the game right now. Like these guys are set for life. They're they're just set. Like, I know they, like, money isn't a motivator like it was in prior generations where they were like literally trying to make mortgage payments and shit like that, and and make gas money to go from stop to stop. And like, I'm not trying to do this. We walked uphill both ways. Like. It's great that they're all getting paid and living high on the hog. But, like, money doesn't necessarily make it. We talk about this with the Ryder Cup. And, you know, we'll probably talk about it. You know, money doesn't does not make an event more compelling. It does not necessarily Can motivate these players, especially when they're all set for life. Especially everyone in this field is set for I, life. I they're not playing for their that, tour though. card. I don't think – I think that's unfair, like, thing to say about the – I think this is just, like – a regular season game, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This I'm is not like, saying they're... But, like, this, I, that's what I'm saying is, like, this doesn't matter at all, really, in the grand scheme of any of these players. Like, it does <laughs> not matter. Like, there's four tournaments that matter. And, and at a I certain the, extent, uh... like, this doesn't really matter. This is just, like, yeah. it's like, and for Memphis, like... You know, it's it's like when LeBron comes to town or Michael Jordan comes to town. It's the biggest game of the year there. Yeah. But yeah. like for LeBron and Michael Jordan, it didn't really matter. It was just another yeah. game. And that's what it yeah. is for the players. Like, and that's why they don't care. It's like, you know, like whatever. You know, it's, a, it's another week where we're playing for a giant purse in a random city. Like they care about four because those are the only ones that matter for their legacy. And I think, like, in a certain extent, like, the tour has kind of eaten themselves on this now. Like, they've watered it down. There's too much money. There's, I, I'm not saying there's too much money. These guys can go get, make millions, make another two million for this, that, and the other. But, like, at a certain extent, like, when there's a two million pot for everything, for this challenge, and a two million pot for this WGC, and a two, like, it just kind of all blends together and it's a watered down product. And I made the analogy, you talk about like a regular season game. I made the analogy that Rory winning would be like some quarterback who like shit the bed in the AFC title game, throwing for like 400 yards in the Pro Bowl <laughs> and getting like Pro Bowl MVP the next week. Yeah. Like Rory winning this the week after Port, right? Like it just, 
and this is nothing against the staff or Memphis or even the players. Like it's just you can't you can only force it so much. So let's get to the schedule for next week. Speaking of all these elevated status and all the next year. water down and everything eating themselves. Uh, let's get to the schedule for next week. All right. Next year. Next year. Next year. Good. Next year. Not next week. You, I, I want to know how you got your hands on this thing, given all you the things. You know, maybe there's some strife within the system. You know, maybe maybe there's there's a there's a, a leak. You know, they're going to Monaghan might be, you know, hiring like who's the who's the guy? Uh, Doug Stamper. From uh, oh, from yeah. uh, what's it I was called? gonna say, yeah, it's like people in the White House getting <laughs> yeah. frustrated, yeah. just agitated. Like you need to get me out of this. Sending you, Doug Stamper's gonna be running around waterboarding <laughs> people at uh, LUP God. land tomorrow. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> All right, what'd you get? What do you got for us? Any good? Any good changes next All year? Right. What, what, anything? Think, it's, Pretty standard stuff. You got the Olympics curveball, right? Yeah, the curveball is the Olympics. So in the fall, we're gonna we're gonna or in the in the summer is gonna be just a wild, nuts, you know, sprint here starting sure. in in May. So we've got you know pretty much the same beginning of the year. Uh, one you know it, we go players Valspar match play. Valspar's really got screwed. <laughs> like. They can't. They got screwed last year. Yeah. I mean, that... So what is it? Players, Valspar? Play, it goes Arnold Palmer. Then players. So we go WGC, Honda, yeah. Arnold Palmer. Yeah. So this is exactly it right here. This is exactly what we're talking about. So Jenna, it, it's just it's it goes, just earlier in the season, so we're not as fatigued. But yeah. yes, this so is we the same G- problem. Genesis in, in one week, which is elevated... Elevated status, huge tournament, right. right? Is that still called the Genesis Open? Invitational. Even it's not open. Invitational. Oh, there we go. Right. Then we go WGC, huge tournament, can't can't miss, right? You know. Yeah, yeah. Then we go Honda, which used to be a good one, but ho- like right in the hometown of all these guys. That then- guy, Ken Kennerly or whatever, blasted it this year. Like, yeah, we got screwed. Oh, they're totally screwed again. Then they go API, another elevated status. Then you go at the you got the gold standard, the players. Valspar, then we got another WGC. What's the match play? Match play, yeah. And then two this weeks later. what la- it was last two year. Two weeks right? later, yeah. Two weeks later we got the Masters, a major. Yeah. This is just yeah. This is the new reality. This is the new like Q one sprint. But it's then just- yeah, in the fall, the big or in the summer, the big changes are Rocket Mortgage uh, goes up behind the Colonial at the end of May. So we're going to be playing in Detroit at the end of May. Ooh, could get a little suspect there, economy and and temperature wise. It could it could like snow at the end of May in Detroit. I mean, yeah, if you have a really hard winter, it takes forever. It just Especially could, up there. It just could be greens. really cold. Like it's yeah. just, it could just yeah. be not enjoyable. Yeah. Then, then you go Memorial, RBC, US Open. It's pretty much the same as last year. Yeah. Um Travelers. And, yep. and then we got WGC FedEx St. Jude. Oh, so they're getting the bump. Are they going opposite Irish Open? Like we that was reported, I wonder. 
I so think it'll be, it is. Yeah, it is. Is it two weeks before the Open? It is two weeks before the Open. So, I mean, that's that has been. Maybe the Euro Tour counters and does something and moves the Irish Open. But there's nowhere to go after the Open with the Olympics. So, no. so, so Travelers is in a kind of a predicament there. Why? After the U.S. Open? Thankfully, the U.S. Open's at Wingfoot. So it's close proximity. Next, next door. But yeah. then, but then, you know, like, are the are these guys going to play? They're going to play Memorial, yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. And then they got yeah. U.S. Open and WGC that they're going to play probably for sure. So that's three events in five weeks already. Yeah, Canada's probably screwed, and Travelers is probably screwed. You know. But, yeah. Then we got Deer, and then we got Open, and then we go from the Open to 3M in Minneapolis. So they got kind of screwed because yeah. I assume that's between the, Olymp- the Olympics. It goes open, Minneapolis, Tokyo. Yeah, then three. Right? Yeah, three M, and then the, it's off for Tokyo, and then we come back. You know, do you think those? You think those top ten in the Wyndham Rewards are gonna, are gonna fly <laughs> back for for the Wyndham? You think that, that I feel like we're gonna have the exact same situation as this year, where none of these guys are playing. So 3M, Valspar, Travelers, but Travelers has leaned into it. They already know what, where they're going to be. Um, wow. 3M really getting... getting welcome, welcome to the PGA Tour sponsorship. Oh, we had a great, great first year. Now, yeah. uh, now, here's your spot on the back of the bus. Between, you know, England and Tokyo. <laughs> you know what? They're, like, basically sitting, like... They're like on a uh, tw- a twenty hour road trip sitting bitch. <laughs> Not good. So then they're gonna go Tokyo to, to Greensboro to then. Will the playoffs be done by Labor Day with the Olympics in there in the middle? Oh yeah, we'll be done by Labor Day. That's okay. the whole thing. That's the, all right. They have to be done by then. Yeah. Eamon Lynch had a great column on that Golf Week Sunday night. It's kind of what we've been saying for couple months now it's just i don't know i i mean i love football i think i would be in the one percent golf fan i'm going to watch football instead of golf too like I, I i just don't know that like how many golf fans are there that aren't football fans as well that don't want to watch their nfl team in the first month of the year when enthusiasm's high and don't want to watch their college sec team or whatever it is big 10 team on saturday afternoons like I just, I, I just, that's the way it is. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a tough balance. You either go with what we got now. And I don't know that what we have now is good. I'm not sure it's preferable, but there's also like football is like a real issue. Like there aren't just golf fans who aren't football fans. <laughs> I'm sure there are, but it's whatever. 1% of the, the population. So, well, I just um, think, I think August presents a whole another group yeah. of challenges. Like why people vacation. Sure. Like sure. August all, is a great time to go to the lake. All of DC is gone in August. I know that. So, um, I. It was interesting to hear that FedEx guy. You know, they do the uh, the like CEO or executive vice president interview at the, in the booth. He's like, we just love, we love this compressed schedule. Like it just really works as like the most boring at you know apathetic kind of Sunday was going on behind him because 
these guys are they're playing the week after a major on the other side of the Atlantic. They're burned out and they don't give a shit. And then Wyndham, and as we learn that Wyndham's getting completely like, they got completely conned into their whole thing. They basically right? got robbed. <laughs> they fork up all this money to get this field, to have this chase. Do you, at the do you end. Can I give a quote real quick? This is yeah, when, when it. it was announced. Yeah. When the Wyndham top 10 was announced. Oh, God. This is from the PGA Tour website. It's going to be like old takes exposed, I bet. The bonus program will provide additional drama to the regular season finale and also place a greater premium on full season performance, thus elevating the significance of each tournament on the schedule. All right, here's the quote from Elliot Hamlish, VP and leader of the Wyndham Rewards Program. The Wyndham Championship plays a pivotal pivotal role in the regular season. This is the last chance for players to secure a spot in the FedEx Cup playoffs. And joining with the PGA Tour to announce the Wyndham Rewards Top 10, we're not only elevating the significance of our own tournament, but also placing a premium on great golf all season long. What's more, as the world's most generous rewards program, we couldn't think of a more fitting way to recognize PGA Tour's best than saying you've earned this. I mean, this is a five alarm fire at Tour headquarters. They 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 can't, you know. Wyndham's got to be furious. They got to they have egg on their face. None of the top ten are going. Is it none or none. one of the top eleven? None of the Paul, top ten. Paul Casey is the only player in the field that's remotely relevant in. Uh, in the in, in this, let me see what he, exactly. And so, like the Wyndham's become good, and has been good. He's because eighth, eighth, in the... so one out of the top eleven, I think it is. Wyndham's good because it's at a classic course in a small market that has supported an event for you know decades, and and it's for cards. And yeah, that was my next point. And like. It's it's identity had become this like one twenty five thing like really cool like ask like that 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 money can't buy money can't money can't imbue like importance on event as we're seeing these guys aren't coming just for the extra you know six hundred grand of finishing fifth versus eighth in the you know FedEx Cup regular season like money doesn't imbue importance or drama all the time and it and, also doesn't mean they're going to show up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, right. So, I mean, they have egg on their face about this. And and the identity was was this kind of playing for jobs, playing for cards. And, and maybe, you know, whoever it is, like Seamus Power playing for a spot isn't as, you know, he's not the headliner <laughs> that, you know, Brooks Kepka is. But uh, it, it gave you a bit of an identity on a compressed schedule that's kind of um, – Erasing a lot of the identities of these of these tournaments. Thankfully, so. they still have the, that identity. It's just they, they spent a bunch of money on something <laughs> else, you know, that didn't didn't help them at all. You know, well, hey, it's, uh, it, it's <laughs> at least just, they have their leaderboard column. The the thing that's going right? to be <laughs> thing that's going to be amazing is is when they flash that like win rewards top ten all next week. And they're going to just every time have to be like, well, Paul Casey's here. You know, he could make a bunch of money. 
All eyes on the, Paul Casey next week. The announcers are going to be have to get creative with filling the airtime as those graphics hey, are shown. Let's talk about uh, some positive stuff. We'd love to. Colin Morikawa. There we go. How about wins this? the Barracuda Championship? When, when he caught fire in the back nine, chased down Troy Merritt, and wins. Uh, he's now in the playoffs. Was a member already. His points that he had previously earned now all count. He's, he's, he's 47th in the FedEx Cup. Sitting good. Sitting pretty. And he's in the playoffs now that he's won. Pretty Is that awesome. accurate? Is yeah. that an accurate accounting? Yes. Because, again, we've gone over this many times. He's in. It's good. The playoffs are will be made better because these two, Wolf and Morikawa, are in. Like, this was a no-brainer. He just shouldn't have had to win Sunday. Another runner-up would have been great. It, it would have been more than enough to convince you that these guys should have been in the playoff system. But, uh, yeah, now he's in. It's good. He removed all doubt. It's uh, gets around their little... Unbelievable. I'm, uh, I'm happy. I've, I've been, I, I might have to sell some property off on, on Morikawa Island. There's a lot of buyers that want to get oh, in. Yeah. You know, this is just, we've, we're just seeing an extension of his college career at this point. He is so consistent because he's such a good ball striker. You know, he just never plays bad, essentially. Right. Um, and I, it, like, he's got, you know, I know that it's cliche to say like, he's got like guys have different sound when they hit it, but like, he truly is one of those guys that when you watch him hit the ball, you're like, wow, that's different, you know? And what do you mean? Why? Got, the way he strikes it? Yeah, it's not like necessarily yeah. a power, is it? Or no, no, it's the precision. It's all the shots. He, he hits it, you know, the, the iron, the iron play is the thing that's just like unbelievable where right. he's able to hit like. He's able to hit it all. Like when you see him play in the wind, he's got he's got that like that held off cut. You know, he's just he's a complete player. He's I saw Sean Martin tweeted something about his putting. Yeah. Sounds like an artist, quite honestly, the way you're talking. Yeah, about. yeah, he's he's just he he's truly like a transcendent iron player and it, you know, maybe not tra- this what did Homa, Homa, Max Homa told Sean Martin? Like he's a robot. Like he's never seen him like miss hit a shot, miss hit a, an iron. Yeah. So uh, Sean Martin, he's got uh, his minus fifty nine in his last twelve rounds on the PGA Tour, and his average strokes game putting per round is just plus point zero seven. Wow. Wow. I think I think I'm kind of a little, you know, Sean Martin has become like he used to be just a Hideki Matsuyama account. And now he's just a, a Colin Morikawa account. Like, I mean, it's so, just unbelievable. Since turning pro, 14th, 35th, 36th, 2nd, 4th win. So in this coming off a college season, fall and spring, where his worst finish, worst finish, only yep. time he finished outside of the top seven in an event was when he finished 14th in a regional. Jeez. So who's your rookie of the year? We've had five winners now. Three were opposite field events. We got Champ, Morikawa, and Trainer won opposite field events. And then Adam Lawn and Matt Wolf won uh, 3M and Bob Hope. Well, Who's your rookie of the year? I mean, I think that's the race, right? I I mean, Brooks has player of the year. Does Champ get on the ballot? Brooks has player of the year. Um, Right. 
That's you know? done. And thankfully, we have the best report ever, the rookie rankings on PGATour.com. Rob Bolton. You're going to this again. All right. He still, what are, what are we, still how, has camera champ number one. Oh, no, come on. Yeah. What's the date line? What is the date on that? This it has is, to be before this week. Before Sunday, this right? This is July. Yeah, it's, it's before that. It's July 21st. Still, it's got to be Morikawa. Still, next, still, right? still has, still has a number one champ. Morikawa's been in the top five all all of July. He's in the top five and then one all of July. You know what? <laughs> Camera champs fall just sticks for with so many people for so long, and they remember that impressive wedge display at the RSM. You know, coming down the so stretch. So we've got. <laughs> Where he consistently We've got some... hit it to 50 feet. <laughs> right. Speaking of Rory, God. Um, I, so who's your rookie of the year right now? So Wolf, these guys can do some damage in the playoffs now. Wolf and Morikawa, I think, would be your I think you top just, prospects to do that. Do you, do you pick it before or after the playoffs? I think you do it after the playoffs. You do the whole season, but I'm so, telling you because like the right MVP, now, the who, MVP in the NBA is the regular season award. I is know. this a? Is this a? a can we talk about how dumb the playoffs are? Yeah, that was a, that was a hard. That's not yeah. Answering my question with your own question. Yeah, I just popped. O- I popped over to the web. Uh, the the website. There's just like it. I mean, like there's like a full page. Of like explaining the playoff system, like yeah. every other every other major sport is like is the simplest thing. You just have to show people to to show what the playoffs are, and it's just like a bracket, you right. know. Right. The, the The PGA Tour has like probably like twelve hundred words dedicated to <laughs> to explaining the playoff system. <laughs> What's what? I mean, what's your gripe? I mean, what is? It's been this way. I don't we think one hundred twenty-five people shouldn't make it. Okay. Like, why? Why? Like, just you kept your job, so you get in the playoffs. Like, imagine, like, it, of course it's gonna suck. Like, imagine if the worst team in the Major League Baseball was in the first round of the playoffs. It would suck watching, you know, the best team in the play in the league play the worst team. You know, I mean, yeah, the nightmare the scenario is you get like Heath Slocum went in the first round, first event. The like, playoffs you... should reward great play all season. Well, that's what the Wyndham's for. No, we, this is the issue. We got too many things going on, too much money and too many of these little side contests. I think so. only the top 30 should make it or top 50 for the whole playoffs. Yeah. Well then, what are you? What are you trimming? Are you trimming? Making, from making the playoffs is an achievement in every other sport except right. for golf. I agree. I agree. So you, do, I don't mind that fifty. But then, what do you? How do you? Uh, how do you execute it? What are you doing from? Then everybody doing starts events? at zero. Three events. And nobody. Starts. Nobody gets a, a an advantage because everybody there deserves to be there, and then it's truly a playoff. Everybody in the top thirty. Top fifty would would be said to have had a great year. 
Because what if like Jim Herman gets in, he gets hot for a couple weeks. Well, he that's fine. He had a great year if he ma- if he got in because he was in the top fifty in the FedEx Cup. And wins the FedEx Cup if he gets hot. Like in, you know, like August. have you like Morikawa is a perfect. He's forty seventh now. Like yeah, he's the little starts he's made. He's had a great, great like. People would look at it and be like, "Oh, yeah, like he deserves to be there." Like, right? You know, like sure. this is the thing. It's like that. Like number one twenty-five doesn't deserve to be in any playoffs. Like that's not. It's not a playoff if a guy that barely keeps his job gets to just gets to be in the playoffs. All right, we'll look at this for the next pod, but it would be fascinating to see number like, f- like this year and then like the last five years what one twenty-five did. You know, like, what was your best finish for the year? Did you get, like, a T15 at the, you know, Quicken Loans National? Like, what do you, like, you probably haven't achieved, you know, what is your level of achievement to be 125? Here's a, per- here's a perfect example. If it was the top 50, number 44 is Rory Sabatini. Had a good year. Really good year. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Thought we 40- were going to go pod without referencing him, but yeah. 48, Louis Ustazen. Okay. Who's outside? Where's Speed? He's, He's like 70. 70. Yeah. yeah. Matt Wolf wouldn't be in. But like Speed wouldn't be in. Sergio wouldn't be in. Cam Champ wouldn't be in. You I kind of want to put Sergio in so we can continue to see the golf course destruction. Right. Rampage. You know, it, with it at 125, we're talking about Austin Cook, Richie Warinsky, Martin oh, Trainer, Robert Streb. No offense to any of these guys. Sebastian. Do you think Sebastian Munoz deserves to be in the playoffs? Is oh, he playoff worthy? No. Like we need to look at those pro. <laughs> no. Like does no. he? Do you think he's the guy? He's the guy that would be you know like that's a that's a playoff but, team. If we were talking about the NFL, mem- he's a playoff. That's a play playoff team. Sebastian Munoz. Oh yeah, they could make it's some a, noise in the playoffs. It's a membership organization. They're going to protect their members. They're going to make the the cast as big a net as they can to get guys in. We got to get off this subject. Yeah, you you took a hard left turn. Want to talk about how terrible the playoffs were? Um, All right, should we move on to other other events? (laughs) Um, The the no one going to Wyndham thing is just a massive story, though, right? And we kind of called it from you or you did, I think. I don't know. We we said. This felt like a contrivance from the start. Well, like I look at the the way Wyndham, right? They paid big money to do this, and like the same thing with like Aon and this risk reward thing. Like yeah. Brooks won it. Like it, it's kind of cool. Like I've looked into it. It could be a cool thing. Yeah, this Aon like thing. I, I, that appeals it, to me. It, I think it never was explained to anybody. Nobody knows what it is. Like no regular viewer knows what this thing is because there was like no proper like launch of it. Right, right. Like it just started right. showing up on telecasts completely unexplained. Yeah, no, I think there's potential with that one. It's just the presentation was not ideal this year. Um, but like right. it's like you, the, you spend a bunch of money and you don't like. That's the problem with the Wyndham thing. Big. It's like you, these guys spent a ton of money and they get there no upgrade in their tournament from the year before. Yep. Yep. All right. On the Evian Championship, a major 
Jin Young Ko might be the Brooks of the LPGA. After winning the ANA, she wins her second major of the year. The Avion goes uh, 66-67 on the weekend, beats Jennifer Cupshow and Shan Shan, Shan Shan Fain by two. Cupshow number- pretty impressive, too. Yeah. She's been kind of wildly all over the place since Anwa. Like DFL, then, you know, top 10. Uh, Jin Young Ko, back to number one. I think she's the she's the LPGA's Brooks right now. She's yeah. a stud, stud. Uh, on the senior open. Well, the Bernie, big the big drama there was the Lexi thing. I was gonna say that was, I have that in the notes. Course looked like a little dog tracky, which I don't know. Well, what are your thoughts on that? It was it did not the fairways did not look in good shape. Choppy. It, I I think like it's disappointing that it wasn't perfectly manicured but like there are so many things that could have gone into what that like the weather i know in france has been like extraordinarily hot you know yeah that's right like yep it has been like and i think i just always i will always generally and this is like my personal bias will always side with the superintendent but like the fact like i think it's extremely disrespectful for a pro that i almost 100% 100% guarantee is never walked into a superintendent's shed and said like yeah. thank you or anything to yeah. to complain about and and I would say this about any PGA tour player I don't you know like who like complain when they're playing for a giant sum of money right and right. like the in the manner of which it was like kind of like a backhanded like you know, it was just like the it's way like it was inst- done. Instagram post yeah. after the fact, after she, after I think she, she missed the yeah, cut, after, right? Yeah, it just was a very, I, I like, it's been a brutal, brutally hot summer in France. Like, so yeah. like sometimes like a course deter- like isn't in perfect shape when the weather's really well, bad. Yeah, I mean, there's a long, there's a wide. I agree. I will generally side with you on, on kind of the working folks that put their like endless hours and you know hearts into these things but like there is like a there's a big area there between perfectly manicured and what that was right yeah i agree i mean there there is some happy medium it's been like over 100 degrees like for weeks in in france right right i felt like it was kind of not what was odd to me was how it wasn't covered at all and you know we're in the media can be on us i was you know on vacation for the week but like like it was odd how we, you know, we're in the media, we can cover it, but it was just odd how we hadn't heard anything about it until Lexi's post. Like if that's Bell Reeve and this is like, there's some other, like that's just nonstop stuff. Yeah, but that's it was I weird how we really hadn't heard it. Strange anything. too. I was thinking the same thing because like I had seen some some stuff like everybody talking about how amazing it was, and it was like, well, like, well, it's like what what it's where, always good how amazing the place was like, and they didn't mention it pre lead up. Yeah. I mean that they always, I mean, amazing is just like views. They're always just going to say like, Oh, I'm in like Geneva. I'm in France. It's beautiful. Like it's less about the course, but yeah, it was odd how that just completely went under the radar. Didn't talk about it on the broadcast. Didn't hear about it at all. And then like Lexi, you know, napalms it on her way out the door. So, uh, senior open. The other anchorman, not Ron Burgundy, Bernie Lawner, 
six under fires a Sunday 66 chase down Paul Broadhurst wins uh senior open by what do you win it by like five shots I want to say yeah five shots uh two two I'm sorry two shots so beat Paul Broadhurst by two at Lytham it went back went, went back on, on the boat over to to the <laughs> open and dropped the anchor right down <laughs> There was some some interesting video evidence that uh, I saw that very very it's a practice swing, but yeah, he's definitely touching. Yes, the 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 hand is touching the uh, the sternum there, right? His upper body somewhere, maybe not the sternum, but maybe it's a sweater. I don't know what it is, but it's it, there's not there's no room for the Holy Spirit, as they would say at the grade school Catholic dance Catholic school dances. I would go to. Yeah. It's it's firmly, it, there, there's no room there, so. It, it, uh, it's amazing. It would be almost an amazing feat if you could get your your hand that close without touching anything. <laughs> and make a stroke without being yes, but is t- touching is not anchoring, right? I I don't know. I I think it's a dumb. It was a dumb rule to start. <laughs> Like the fact that you can use an arm lock, you can affix something to your arm, but you can't, you know. Yeah, you know, right. What's like, the difference? Right, right, right. It's right. just, it, I don't know. I mean, Longer, obviously, great champion, but like, I think like we're, he'll always carry this around. Like, w- was he anchoring or was he not anchoring? Yeah. 40 champion store wins, 11 majors. I think he now becomes the oldest. He beat. Tom Watson by a couple months, uh, oldest winner of a, a senior major. He's now 61, um, almost 62, end of August, 62. So uh, it's an amazing feat, regardless. So, but does it? It's kind of odd with all those guys. None of those guys playing McCarron and Stricker and Toms and those people. I just but, don't understand what happened. Why aren't they over there? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Two weeks to get over there. It's just like it's like the old days when they like schedule the PGA and the British Open in the same week, and Hogan had to decide or wouldn't show up. And I, I don't understand why they wouldn't do it. But anyways, that's uh, your senior Open winner. Any other thoughts from Lytham? No, nothing. <laughs> Good. Uh, Web Tour, Corn Ferry Tour, I should say. Harry Higgs beats Steve Weecroft and Andrew Swoboda. By two. Big I year. I, Harry Higgs Go has ahead. been playing great. He's been like yeah. a mach- top 20 machine this year. Seems like a great guy. Seems like a good Bryce, dude. Former Bryson teammate. Yeah. I would like to get him off the record. I wonder if he has any candid thoughts on, on Bryson's physics days back at SMU. Yeah. Uh, so he is number fourth, projected fourth in the uh, Corn Ferry points. In the bucket. Almost in the bucket almost certainly getting his card so good he's, good he's, for him he's one of the bucket centerpieces <laughs> you know like when you when you're get fried chicken you're like you see yeah. the really good piece <laughs> sure. harry, harry higgs is one of those now you know he's sure. a, a sure. prized bucket piece all right uh any other thoughts any other reactions from the weekend that was tom watson's done went out with went out with class as they say I mean, we got to talk about Sergio just taking to the golf course again. We didn't even, I don't think we even yeah. talked about hey, him what you, chucking the club at the caddy last week, did we? We didn't, no. We were on vacation. Like, I, 
what do you want? And so the caddy was his brother. He no throws the cat. He no throws, no looks throws the driver. Kind of whips it end over end. Bane's into the caddy, falls to the ground. It was the fifth tee box at uh, Portrush. And then a week later, at uh, oh, there were some Instagram posts about you know all the charitable work he was doing this week. Definitely, definitely got that. That that was his official statement on that matter. Throwing his club. And then this week he's taking a big chunk of turf. We saw a shotgun start listener sent it to us a couple days ago. We kind of just neglected it, left it by the wayside. But it seems to be catching some virality or, or a little pop on Sunday night here. Uh, he's 39 years old. I, I don't know what to say. Like you caddied. We we actually played together recently with a caddy who talked about like when a guy throws his club, like the the rule is you know. You leave it, right? Yeah. The player picks it up or he doesn't. Like, that's a rule. He, he either picks it up or he's walking with 13 clubs from then on. And it's just like, I don't know. Yeah, be, being a pro, a tour caddy is a very different animal. I'm not trying to analogize. analogize. It's not analogous at all to, you know, caddying it for whoever. Judge Smales on Sunday morning. But, like... You're 39 years old, man. Like you've been seen and done everything in this game, and you did the Saudi Arabia nonsense where you're tearing up greens, getting DQ'd. Uh, you had the little tiff with Kucher at at Austin about you know giving him a putt, not giving him. You remember that? Yeah. And then you know, it's like what's going on with him? Like what is what? Something is clearly up, right? It, it, he's always been a petulant child. He's always been a child. You know, I don't need to restate my rant from the Saudi Arabia stuff. Like, dude should not have any comfort and aid in this game since his fried chicken comments. That's just, I don't need to go into the why and when or like we did around Saudi Arabia and ran about it for 10 minutes. But like the fact that he has like relative comfort and friends and endorsements and all this other stuff at 39 when this is who he was at 19 and 29 and is now at 39 and. But, you know, he won the Masters, and now he's married, and he has a kid, and oh my god, he's such a good good, good chap. Like, I don't know. If not for the Ryder Cup, it seems like no, none of his peers would have anything redeeming to say about him. So yeah, I think, uh, yeah. I, th- I think it's almost gone the other way since the wife and kid thing. It's almost gotten more immature. It's weird, right? Like, this is... I mean, guys throw clubs. On the tour. But like the no look toss at your caddy is a little different. And then guys like, you know, we saw Bryce to take a chunk out of a bunker and we've seen different abuses happen to the course. But it's weird to just take a big divot with your driver like that, isn't it? Like, isn't that a little like we see these guys get mad, but I just with Sergio, it's a different deal. Am I am I are we overblowing it? Like, that's shitty. I don't know. I, I no. It, we aren't overblowing. He he acts ridiculous. He he should be fined. He probably is going to get fined. But like there, it's clearly like Sergio's made enough money in his life that he does not care about a fine. Like well, and this is what just... it comes down to so much with like the slow play things. The same way, like the only like when you act like this, you should be penalized almost. Yeah, and I mean you just talked about superintendents. Now whatever, T boxes are going to get beat up. You know. 
not tee boxes where guys are in drivers regularly, uh, you know, not supposed to be like, like they're getting divots taken out of them. But like, uh, it's just disrespectful. It's disrespectful to everybody that comes playing behind you. It's disrespectful to the superintendent. It's just, I don't know, I'm not trying to be too, uh, kind of, I don't know, old crotchety person. Hey, can we talk about Mark Wilson? You're just cutting me off. I'm t- I, we 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 don't need to give. Well, I'm a, trying to I'm trying to filibuster here so you can get your head up and start talking about whatever you want to talk about. Well, I we talked about Mark Wilson. I was pulling some stuff up. Did you see what he got disqualified for? Did you see this? Yeah, he said he was uh, using a non-conforming greens book, right? Yeah, so he's but it happened in round four. Right. Like, did he just wake up that day and realize it was non-conforming? Someone had to point it out. Right? Well, I think these yeah. Uh, yeah. Somebody told him, got to him, and said, hey, man, that's one of the old ones. It'd be, you know what would be Wilson. nice? You know what would be nice if Green's book just weren't legal? Like, if, if players had to read Green's themselves and not be told how a Green breaks. It would be good. Would be a nice, but that is a little odd. Figuring it out in round four, as opposed to I don't know the turn on Thursday, tenth tenth tee on Thursday, or something like that. Um, but I don't know. Does that register, Mark Wilson? It's just an interesting thing that happened this weekend. All right, that's it. That's enough. We've covered all the events. Has Go there ahead. ever been another time when like two non-member rookies? one event in like this short condensed span of time that they had an opportunity to earn a card. There could never have been this, right? No, no. In July in one month. Yeah. Span? No. Like, I'd, they, be, I'd be so nervous if I was like a 38 year old tour player right, like, right. looking to like milk the system for like 10 more <laughs> years, like and seeing what what's coming. I'd be like, Oh shit. This is, <laughs> this is not going to go as I planned. Contrast that with what happened in Memphis, though. Like, I don't know. Just didn't you just feel better about yourself watching that as it ended? At least the last twenty minutes of that champ yes. tournament. It was just like, and love seeing Brooks win. He locks up Player of the Year with a win there, and all. It's just, God, it felt so different watching it. There so. was actually like some like soul to the event in Reno. Yeah. 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 Although like, the sta- Stableford was kooky. Like that was said. stupid. You can't have a Stableford event. Like the second to last event of the year. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, All right. We're over the hour mark. We need to wrap this up. All right. This, was our, this is our Happy sweet Monday. spot. It's Monday. De- <laughs> oh, terrible. WGC, the Wyndham thing. We're going to have more fun with that. Sounds Maybe like we'll someone get- has a case of the Mondays. I'm worse for the wear. Had a long week. Get back from vacation. You're just at this with kids. You need a vacation from the vacation. So I took a full swing as soon as we got back. I, so. I was driving back from uh, from like a little day trip, and yeah. uh, I like almost fell asleep driving back. But I had a cup of Bixby. Huh. Good, late, good. Late Bixby. I'm glad you made it back safe and sound. Yeah. All right, everyone enjoy your Mondays. We will be uh, dialed in for the Wyndham uh, all week. We got the Women's British Open as well. So another big week coming. Just keeps coming, man. So uh, talk to you guys. Is it a big week at the Wyndham? Well, for some. 
125 is a fun watch. It's good, good to check in on those Sebastian Munozes of the world. Well, we're going to see, we're going to see who makes the playoffs. Like we're going to see which, which players are playoff worthy. Like it's they, like that time they uh, keep their jobs, but they're also playoff worthy. What was it? The Seahawks weren't they like seven and nine the one year they won the NFC West? That was like horrible. Uh huh. That's like the one twenty five. It's like these guys making the playoffs. Think about that. Like these guys are like fighting to keep their jobs, and literally like they do it, and then it's like, oh, and you're in the playoffs. Like congrats on a great year. You're in the playoffs. <laughs> All right. Well, that's coming more this week. Everyone enjoy your Monday and we'll talk to you on Wednesday.